Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This podcast you're listening to is truthchat.fun, and I'm your host, Joe Oriani. Now, what I'm going to do is something different. I decided to go ahead and do a series of crimes for the month of May in all the countries that are listening to me. Two things you need to know. I have problems with the pronunciation of some of these names and cities, so please, I will do my best, or I'll just say it. And second of all, it's pretty long. There are like 10, 12 countries here from Canada. And there's no, one, no order. Absolutely no order whatsoever. So anyway, this way you can sit back and enjoy it. And you can learn how screwed up the rest of the countries are beside where you live. Okay, so if you need to get a hold of me or you have any comments, feedback, please go to my website, www.truthchat.fun. Check me out on YouTube. Hit and subscribe, it's free. You can leave any comments on the website also and voicemail if you have any stories you want to tell or any suggestions, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, I am going to go ahead and get going here. I'm going to try to read this stuff to you. So what we're going to do today is, oh, by the way, my Twitter is OrianiJoe3. My email is Podcast at yahoo.com. I'm going to try to read this stuff slow and carefully. I had done a podcast five minutes ago, and in between that, I lost internet service, and I got to do it all over. All right, let's start with Canada. Quebec provincial police have arrested two people having an alleged road rage incident in Montreal suburb. That left two others seriously injured Sunday morning. Police said they believe a the 26-year-old driver of a sports utility truck intentionally struck a three-wheeler motorcycle, injuring the two riders. The man was arrested for dangerous driving and causing bodily harm and assault with a weapon. The vehicle was considered a weapon. Police spokesman Catherine Bernard said later in the day a second man has also been arrested for dangerous driving related to the same incident. The second sports utility vehicle was also allegedly involved in the road rate incident, attempting to avoid the first collision. It hit another vehicle that was driving on a highway also, she said. Bernard said the two men were traveling together in separate vehicles to the same place. They were scheduled to speak to investigators Sunday afternoon. The two victims were transported to the hospital with serious injuries, but their lives are not to be considered in danger. All right, the next country we're going to do, I believe, will be Colombia. Okay, Colombia is a long one. So we'll get right to it. I'll do my best again not to screw it up. Colombia. Another teen arrested in Meadow Lake Park mass shooting, the sheriff said. Leon, the sheriff, Leon Lott, held a press conference Friday regarding the Meadow Lake Park shooting that injured 11 people. Sheriff Loft announced Friday afternoon that Christopher Pearson, 18, has been charged with 11 counts of attempted murder for his alleged role in the April 29th shooting at a post-prom party. Lada announced, who does not have the proper 
that he this guy does not have a prior criminal record was at the park with a gun in his hand exactly three weeks ago. Lot played a video of the news conference that showed Pearson issuing a brazen challenge, brandishing gun and calling people to return to Middle Lake Park with guns. Yeah. Pearson can be seen saying directly to the camera as he recorded himself shirtless with the shotgun popped above one shoulder. The video was recorded shortly after the shooting. A search of Pearson's home following the arrest turned up eight guns, including the one seen in the video. So far, none have been connected to the extensive ballistics recovered at the scene, but Lott said that his investigators were still testing weapons. Damn. Anyway. Do we have more on this? Yes, we do. And actually, Lott said on April 29th, about 1.20 a.m., 11 people, most of them teenagers, were hurt in the shooting and, and the following stampede at Meadowland Lake Park. Of the victims, nine were shot, according to the Sheriff's Department. One unidentified female at the victim's hand was badly cut, the Sheriff's Department said. The crowd, mostly teenagers and young adults, gathered in the North Columbia Park for a spontaneous after-prom party that grew attendees from schools around Richland County as far away as Great Falls. Two teens originally arrested in for a series of unrelated shootings were charged on May 3rd with participating in the Meadowland Park shooting. The investigators matched ballistics from guns taken during a previous arrest to those used during a shooting. Two teenagers, 19-year-old and 18-year-old, were also arrested the night of the shooting, but so far neither has been charged with participating in the shooting itself. Both have been charged with simple possession of marijuana and unlawful carrying of a pistol. One of them was charged with failure to stop for a blue light. I have no idea what a blue light. I'm going to assume that's the same as a red light here in this country. So let's see who's next. Okay. Next country up is Netherlands. Dutch man, a Dutch man, and a Cuban woman accused of human trafficking in Suriname police in Paul Menero, surname, arrested a 40-year-old Dutchman and a 37-year-old Cuban woman on suspicion of human trafficking. Again, I apologize for mispronouncing them. They are accused of forcing at least three women to work as prostitutes, according to the local newspaper. The three involved women reported the suspects to the police. They said the Dutchman and the Cuban women brought them to from aboard to work as dancers in nightclubs. Then they forced the women to have sex with customers against their agreements they made. The women also had to give the suspects the money they made. Eh, little pimps. The police launched an investigation and found information about more women from abroad working as prostitutes from an address on Rubenstock. The police raided the address and found three women whom they took to the police station for questioning. The authorities accommodated the vehicle in a safe house while they investigated whether they were also victims of human trafficking. The two suspects were arrested on Sunday evening. The investigation against them is ongoing. The authorities helped get the three women who came forward back to the home country in consultation with the involved embassy. They didn't say where they were from, 
but we have a lot of sex trafficking here, especially around NFL, Super Bowl, things like that. People coming across now in Mexico are used to sex traffickers. Yeah, okay. Now, this one's a long one. United States FBI press release. The defendant ran a victim over. Okay, that's not A federal jury convicted Janice Mason, age 29, of Melbourne, Florida, today of voluntary manslaughter for running over a woman on Baltimore, Washington Parkway and leaving her to die. The jury was unable to reach a verdict on second-degree murder charge. Okay, according to the evidence presented on our eight-day trial in the early morning hours of September 24th, 2001, officers responded to a citizen's report of a body on the side of the parkway, northbound, north on Route 197. Officers found the victim laying face down on the shoulder road. Medics arrived at the scene and pronounced the victim dead. The evidence showed that there were no skid marks or vehicle parts located at the scene. The cell phone belonged to the victim, was found on the grass, and another cell phone with a broken screen was found in the roadway and later determined to belong to Mason. Okay, that's cool. They got that, but... There was a testimony that later on November 24th, Mason contacted the police station and advised that she had lost a phone on a parkway after it had been thrown out of a vehicle. Lady, you're a big idiot than I thought. And she tracked the location to the criminal investigation. She then agreed to come to the station for an interview. Witness testified that Mason advised the detective that she was visiting from Florida and was staying at her mother's house in Washington, D.C., Mason falsely told the detective that she was driving back the victim and another woman back to Laurel, Maryland in a black Nissan vehicle when the other woman started hitting Mason. Mason said she pulled over to the side of the highway and ordered them out of the road, then walked away. They walked away. The detective showed her phone and found it on the roadway, and she identified it as her phone. She also identified a photo of the victim as one of the people she was driving home. Now... Before I continue with this story, there's one thing, abject lesson you must learn. Whether you're guilty or not, do not lie to them, please. Try not to make up a story that's so convoluted with different little things here. Just, if you're going to lie to the police, keep it simple, stupid. Okay. Evidence was presented that on November 25th, 2021, the detective went to her mother's home and spoke with Mason and contained a written consent to seize and search the contents of her phone, which was returned to her, and to tow and examine a black Nissan vehicle parked behind the resident, which Mason confirmed was a vehicle she used to drive her friend's home. But the residence, the detective, did some detecting and noticed a black Ford parked down the street with the tags J A N I C E. Investigators subsequently determined that Mason had been driving the Ford on November 24th, not the Nissan. They went back to Mason's mother's residence to tow the Ford, which was found to have visible damage on the hood, front grill, and the passenger side of the running board. Oh, Lee, you should have got rid of that damn car. As detailed in trial testimony on November 26, 2021, Mason had a, a second voluntary interview with investigators. He acknowledged that she was driving a black Ford on the morning of the 24th and advised investigators that it had just Mason and the victim in the car that day. 
The board was processed and searched by the FBI response team. A swab from the indented hood area was collected and sent to the FBI lab for DNA analysis and concluded that the DNA was from the victim. The FBI laboratory examined impressions that were collected from the undercarriage of the Ford and determined that one corresponded in pattern and size of the victim's shoes. Jury found Mason intentionally killed the victim in a heat of passion. Mason faces a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison for voluntary manslaughter. Sentencing is scheduled for August 25th, 2023 at 10 a.m. Wow. Lady, you shouldn't have lied. I shouldn't have killed the person, but that's another issue. Okay. Next country is going to be Philippines. First District Representative Paulo Durant has offered to give a cash reward of P1 million, I have no idea how much that means, to individuals who can help authorities identify the suspects who raped and killed the 27-year-old architect, Balenche Braggs. Balenche was an architect student at Athena de Davo. In a statement, the lawmaker says he was hoping that the incident would be resolved, give justice to Braggs, whose body covered in dry banana leaves was found 8 a.m. last May 17th in a plantation, just hours after she went missing. She struggled to give herself and her family a better future, along with the family of Mrs. Bragg. I grieve her death, Yvonne said. Last Thursday, the Special Investigation Task Force was formed to probe the incident and determine the identity of the suspects responsible for his death. The victim was reported missing 12.30 a.m. on May 17th. Based on footage, she was last seen driving a color yellow tricycle at the crossing. And then she disappeared. Okay. Okay, here we go. Now the next one is going to be Spain. This one's disgusting. The provincial court of Madrid will hear evidence from today, Tuesday, against a man and a woman accused of killing the partner, former partner of one of the women with whom she had a previous problems, inflicting 12, mind you, 12 stab wounds on a victim in an incident that occurred in January 2021. The prosecutor's office requested its provisional conclusion 24 years in prison for the victim's former partner identified as 22 years and 22 years for each of the other two defendants. In his indictment, the prosecutor reports that defendants went to the aforementioned street around two o'clock in the morning where they met the victim. Once there, he adds, they started an argument with him in the course of which, surprisingly, they stabbed him 12 times, one fatal and the others with the intention of increasing his suffering. The defendants left that place, leaving the victim lying on the ground, although EES returned to seize the victim's mobile phone with the intention of hiding the communication they had with their ex-partner. The public ministry request, in addition to the prison sentence, that the defendants compensate the children of the deceased with 100,000 euro each and have 
parents with 30,000 euro each. Now, I think that's the way to go. You compensate everybody whose life you screwed up, especially children. Okay. The next country is actually quite funny. I searched high and low, the Russian Federation. I could find no articles of any kind of crimes. All they talk about is Ukraine. So the crimes and the mobs and all that are well hidden out of the public's view. So let's go on to New Zealand. Oh, by the way, for a person from Russian Federation, can you send me some information so I have it? New Zealand. Police have arrested and charged two men in their 20s for road rage. What is with road rage? Incident which a teenager girl was shot in Mount Albert, Auckland. Man has manhunt started after the 15-year-old girl was shot following a road rage incident on an Auckland motorway. Police have been working to piece together the events of the late night incident and on Tuesday, which ended when the vehicle and its rear window shattered by bullets stopped at St. Luke's petroleum station. Its occupants seeking refuge after being pursued seven kilometers. Detective Senior Sergeant Martin, friend of Auckland City CIB, said the two men aged 25 and 26 were arrested by detectives overnight and they were due to appear in Auckland District Court today. The men had been jointly charged with wounding with reckless disregard and Entering with reckless disregard. The 25-year-old man has also been charged with unlawful possession of ammunition. Friend said the officers will continue to make inquiries in Tuesday's night incident. We cannot rule out no further arrest and charges being laid out as a result. The victim's family has been informed of the progress of the investigation and has been provided continued support as they recover from the ordeal. It is pleasing. It is it is pleasing. It is pleasing to see the progress in this investigation so far. We hope the news of the arrest will bring some reassurance to the Wilder community. A police reiterate we have no tolerance for this sort of incident that unfolded on Tuesday night. Friend said he acknowledged the public's response to the appeals this week, but we continue to ask those with information to continue contacting the police. They can call our 105 phone number quoting the file number, the blah, blah, blah. Okay. Please confirm that hatchback Mazda Alexa has been recovered from the address. Pleasingly, I can confirm the vehicle of interest in this investigation on Mazda has been located and recovered a friend said. That's good to know they got the people locked up. Road rage. That's the second one in road rage. Road rage is a weird thing. I get pissed off with people and I just give them the finger. And then I can... But we all get road rage. Traffic is crazy. Shoot at a 15-year-old girl? I don't think so. Anyway. Next. Next country going to be bah, 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 Brazil. Several cities north and east Brazil are suffering from serious unrest caused by marauding criminal gangs. For third night, gang members set buses ablaze and carried out gun attacks on buildings in urban areas in the Rio Grande de Norte state. The attackers 
are thought to be sparked by conditions in jails holding gang members. Brazilian government sent hundreds of federal securities to the region earlier this week. Justice and Security Member Minister Dino said hundreds more would be sent in the coming days as unrest continues. The state government has convened a crisis cabinet and asked the federal government for more support. The attacks are ordered from within the state from within the state's jails when gang members request for televisions, electrical visits are turned down. The outlet, the newspaper outlet said. Condition in Brill's notoriously crowded jails had long been under scrutiny. In 2017, the government sent a parliamentary penitentiary intervention task force to the Rio Grande following a riot that left at least 30 inmates dead. Some have said the task force routinely uses violent methods to bring prisoners under control. Local medias have reported that two rival gang factions now have struck a temporary truce and became allies in the attack against security forces. Several cities have suspended public transport and closed schools in wake of the violence. At least two people were killed in clashes with the police early this week, and 67 people have been arrested. Across the region, police have also seized a number of firearms, explosive devices, as well as drugs and money. Ireland, you're next. Five teenage suspects were arrested and quizzed by specialist detectives today over the victim's attack on a school principal as the victim's father declared justice for my son. The Wadi swooped and lifted three of the youths this morning, while two others were reported for questioning this afternoon over the incident, which happened on Monday. The Irish Mirror has learned that one of the suspects in the case is tempted to avoid being caught, but his relatives brought him in to the local Granada station, if I pronounce that correctly. Investigators are now satisfied that all those involved in the attack have been identified. The news emerged. The news... 14-year-old was targeted by fellow school kids at Beaumont College Secondary School in Haven in Navan. He suffered a number of facial injuries, including a number of broken teeth, and had to be treated at the hospital for his injuries. A clip of the incident was posted widely and shared on social media as the incident has caused nationwide outrage. Irish Mirror understands that the victims of the two five suspects are being treated as more severe levels of assault. They are investigating as a potential hate crime. All suspects were arrested for the alleged offenses under Section 3 of the Non-Fatal Offenses Act person in 1999. Three teens first arrested were released this morning. Speaking about the trio, the spokesman said a file would be referred in the first instance for consideration for admission to the juvenile division program. This attack happened off grounds of the college, but the estate beside it and a regular group of students of school to take a shortcut back in the direction of the town. The school is to issue disciplinary proceedings against the students alleged to have been involved in the assault. They're also putting measures to support pupils given a spotlight in the incident place in the school. 
The victims are all doing well considering the circumstances. As the police made the rest today, his father on social media said, Justice for my son. A Canada family liaison officer has also been appointed in informing the victims and family of any updates. Okay. Also, he also revealed that he spoke to the lad who was targeted. Also, I had to speak to the young man and his mother over a video called Justice Expressed by Solidarity and Support. They're happy the police have engaged with them in the school, too. The Justice Minister talked about the boy's mom on Wednesday night. It's a moment that stopped all of us in our tracks. We saw this image. Quite horrified. I think people in this country were horrified. I think, I like to think that we have gotten a better place in the, as a country. Uh, okay. Mm, that's long ago. Let's go to Australia. Police say, I can't see the name, 22-year-old man was arrested at Peakhurst property in southern Sydney last week and was charged with murder. He has just been refused bail and reappear at Downing Central Local Court on August 17th. The other man, a 33-year-old, was arrested on Wednesday after police traveled to Brisbane and executed the search warrants. He was arrested for an outstanding warrant, and the police have made an application for his extradition to NSW. Yeah, Ukraine. Haley Burke is believed to have been shot by a former partner, Jacob Chloe, on Coordination Day. Independent man accused of killing a woman on Coordination Day hostage shooting was on bail at the time. Of course, you let him out on bail and they attack everybody. Police watchdog investigation at the court records revealed suspect in the killing of Haley Burke faced domestic abuse charges. Oh, man. The Independent Office of Police Conduct has launched investigations after it emerged that the man is suspected of talking, taking his ex-partner hostage and shooting her in the head and was known as the domestic abuse suspect who was on bail at the time of the attack. Mother of two, Burke, 36, was fatally injured in her home during the coordination weekend and later died in the hospital. Jake from Clark, 29, is believed to have held her at gunpoint and pulled the trigger during a standoff with police. It has now emerged that Chloe was facing Cheryl charges against Berg on bail. It was now emerged that Cloak was facing several charges of violence against Burke and was on bail at the time of the attack. Court records show he has been charged with two counts of assault and one causing actually body harm in three separate incidents. On a hearing on April 26th, just in two weeks, he pleaded not guilty to charges and was subsequently recognized conditional bail in order not to contact Burke where she and not to show up where she lived. And the prosecutors also requested to be fitted with a GPS-enabled electronic device to allow police to, police to monitor his whereabouts and keep him from entering the exclusion area. He was on bail. Lady was shot in the head. I mean, even with a monitor. That's terrible. All right. So, 
All right, let's see what else we have. Oh, I like this one. Cops in Springfield, Colorado, wrote on Facebook that the attempt, what, what is this one here? This is the switcheroo. I like this one. DUI suspect in, in Colorado tried unsuccessfully to pin a rap on his dog. The police wrote on Facebook that the attempted switcheroo happened around 11.30 p.m. Saturday when officers pulled over the vehicle to a 55 and a 30. The driver attempted to switch places with his dog, who was in the passenger seat. As the police officer approached and watched the entire process, law enforcement officials said Sunday. A male party was then exited the vehicle, sided of the vehicle and said he was not driving, his dog was. Oh my God. So ladies and gentlemen, that's it. There's one thing in common with all these road rage, we have it everywhere. There is no difference of crime being committed in any country because it's all the same. It's all the same issues, it's all the same problems and they all need to be addressed. Again, any comments, thoughts, feedback, go to the website. And remember the website, www.truthchat button. Enjoy. Okay. Enjoy. Till next time. And remember, if you're not laughing, you're not living. Until I can't hear That my mind fills up into a creature And it haunts me somewhere much deeper Anxiety, filling up every space, no privacy And silently, it could build and build until you finally see Whoa, it's taking over, damn no closure Moving closer, no exposure I just wanna be a loner uh, Some can't stay sober, looking over all their shoulders like moving boulders just to get out of the home It sucks, I've had enough I don't want to feel the stuck Under the rug, all my problems that I shove I got nightmares in my head I fear that the thoughts build up until I can't hear That my mind fills up into a creature And it haunts me somewhere much deeper I got nightmares in my head I fear the thoughts build up until I can't hear That my mind fills up into a creature And it haunts me somewhere much deeper I've been feeling weird, I can't seem to focus good enough Nothing's really clear, sometimes it could be a little tough I just need to feel like the end's inside for me But let's be really real, anxiety can foggy all this stuff I've been feeling weird, I can't seem to focus good enough Nothing's really clear, sometimes it could be a little tough I just need to feel like the end's inside for me But let's be really real, anxiety can foggy yeah. all this stuff 
it sucks when you finally feel like giving up oh god no luck everything feels like you're sticky stuck i'm lost handcuffed to the bed where i sleep don't give a fuck can't stop unplug feeling overwhelmed i think i've had enough uh, gotta find a way to get some energy gotta find someone who's a good friend of me i need purpose to make it all worth it i'm still searching and i'm still learning i want a life that's filled with memories not a life with a grand in front of me i need focus to keep me from hopeless psychosis if i keep moping i got nightmares in my head i fear that the thoughts build up until i can't hear that my mind fills up into a creature and it haunts me somewhere much deeper i got nightmares in my head i fear that the thoughts build up until i can't hear that my mind fills up into a creature and it haunts me somewhere much deeper i've been feeling weird i can't seem to focus good enough nothing's really clear sometimes it could be a little tough i just need to feel like the end's in sight for me but let's be really real anxiety can foggy all this stuff i've been feeling weird i can't seem to focus good enough nothing's really clear sometimes it could be a little tough i just need to feel like the end's in sight for me but let's be really real anxiety can foggy all this stuff